Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Friday Feast. Hello and welcome to episode one of the new series on the TGP. We are not here to fight the Monday Scramble because we already have a better lineup than the Monday Scramble. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Adam and my co-host for the new show, The Friday Feast, is Robbie. Robbie, how are you? What's up? Uh, yeah, no, you said we're not going to war with Monday Scramble, but it's Survivor Series season, so yes, we are. It's war games, bitches. Monday Scramble, get your game up. We're bringing the, we're bringing the feasting, you know? We're bringing the feasting. Friday Feast versus the Monday Scramble War Games. All right, Kyle, Corey, if you're listening, which I hope you are, right, the challenge is on. But today, Robbie, it's not just me and you. We have a guest. We have a guest on episode one. That's how big time we are. That Hell guest yeah. is one half of the TGP Tag Team Champions. That guest is the TGP 24-7 Champion. It is this man's birthday today. So happy birthday to this man. We have Chris. Chris, how are you? I am very, very good. Thank you very much. It's my birthday. And what a better place to be on the Friday feast. You know what I mean? Loving it. Two time belts as well. Two belts on me. Beautiful. It's just occurred to me. We actually have uh this is this the champions this is the champion circle right now. We've got the the new the new Finn, if you're listening, the new TGP Intercontinental Champion. And the TGP Tag Team Champions and the TGP Twenty Four Seven Champion. This is this is all this is all the gold, boys. This is all the gold. But it's not just us three, because producer Craig is no more. Well, he is obviously he's on the Monday Scramble, but he's not on this show. And you know why? Because we have a better producer. We have a producer whose name will go down in history as the best producer to ever work on a wrestling podcast. It's producer Bob. Round of applause, gents, for producer Bob. He's here. I don't know how we got him. It's a big coup for the, the episode. Producer Bob is here to produce this show. Producer Bob, how are you? Fantastic. What a man. The man, the myth, the legend that is producer Bob. Right. What are we talking about today? We're talking about wrestling promotions baby that's what we're talking about today we're talking about the indies we're talking about the big boys the little boys small boys the medium boys any little adjective you want to describe these boys as that's what they are and also girls because we're not like that and also non-binary i've got i've gone off on a different topic here completely i'm just trying to be pc i don't want to get cancelled all right it's episode one of the friday feast we don't want to start getting cancelled so what we're going to talk about is we're going to start off in a field that we know quite well that Robbie in particular knows quite well. We're going to talk about the importance of indie promotions in the UK at building stars of the future. So we're going to bring up Coliseum first, only because, Robbie, they're good friends of ours. You know, we work at Coliseum, you work at Coliseum. You know, they're good friends of ours. So, Robbie, I want you to tell me why you think it's important for these British wrestling indie promotions to exist. It's important for them to exist because it gives them a platform to sort of come onto the scene, if you like. It's basically, if you were to send someone who's a rookie straight to the big time, like 
here you go. You're, you're, you're 17, 18 years old. Off you go to WWE. You know, you, 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 you can't. It may work like that in football sometimes on very rare occasions, but, you know, you're training for X amount of years and you go to the Premier League if you really do well or whatever. But uh, in in wrestling, it's a bit different. So unless you are incredibly lucky, that won't happen. But independent promotions, not just in the UK, but around the world, uh, are important so people can have their, their, like, kind of, you know, they can learn, they can grow, they can not just, like, sort of learn new things from new people, but also learn how to build a character, learn how to work on the mic, etc., etc. And it's important because you don't want to be watching, simply, you don't want to be watching shit on your TV. So... You watch Arsenal, though, don't you? Okay. Okay. I mean, you guys are all both Forest supporters, so... Uh, no, 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 no! Don't, don't, don't paint that brush with Chris. He's he ain't no Forest fan. I'm an Oscar fan. Come on. Okay. Rough. So Adam's got it slightly better. Anywho, um, despite my love of Arsenal to one side, um, I lost my train of thought now. You prick, Adam. Uh, <laughs> so. So, yeah, to have these independent promotions is good, like I said, just to, just to build your profile, basically. And then, obviously, you get recognised. I mean, there are people such as Harley Hudson, um, someone who we've seen in person a few times, who has recently been signed by TNA after grinding uh, on the independent scene for so long. Same story for the likes of Will Ospreay, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus. Um, we've even, you know, had interactions with people on the podcast beforehand, such as uh, Jerry, Jerry Swirls. He's in the States, absolutely grinding on the independent scene. So it's important for them because obviously you have new people who go from training schools to these small shows and the shows eventually get bigger and bigger and bigger until you get signed by one of the big boys, whether that be Impact, TNA, uh, whether that be Ring of Honor, AEW, New Japan, depends on where you want to go, but they do matter. They do matter, and it's important what you do in those first few years. It's important to learn, if anything. I think you know what it is, right? I think for me, the way that I see the indies for these kind of aspiring stars, it is a little bit like how you've got so many Premier League footballers now that started off their training non-league. You've got like players like Ollie Watkins, Che Adams, um, Jamie Vardy, there's loads of players that have come from playing at that level, never thinking that they won't make it and get into the top top level of football. So, look, it's vitally important. And you know what the thing is as well? During COVID and that, a lot of these promotions struggled. They struggled for, for money because they can't put on shows and that's where their revenue comes from. You know, like, so I I will urge everybody that's listening to this podcast, just Google it. Google where your local show is. Google who your local promotion are. You know, our local sh- promotions, we've got a couple in Nottingham. You know, we've all been down to shows at, you know, House of Pain. Uh, me and Carl even did a uh, little class there. We weren't very good at it. You've got FUTR Wrestling up in sort of Nashville as well. Great promotion. They've got a show at the end of November. Not sponsored, by the way, but they're just great guys and they put on go- great shows. So, look... Chris, have you got anything to add to the point about the old indie wrestling scene? Uh, you nail on the head, really. Like just comparing it with like the football clubs in lower divisions. You know, giving people the chance to show their skill and then gain experience from that for them for top 
promotions. So then you know what? They've got talent. They've got promise. Let's take them underneath our ring and just be like, give them the skills that we have to make them get better as well with our academy and our coaches and physios and everything like that. Um, and it also helps revive careers as well. Like if there's, if WWE gains many, many, many superstars that are really, really good at what they do, then there's going to be chances where someone who is really good, that ain't going to get the platform there. So then for lower promotions or then snatch them up for them to get a platform again and for them bigger promotions probably like snatch them up again um and for the meantime that will help for lower promotions because they've got a big star on their card and it will pull pull and drive more people in and more eyes watching um like drew galloway for instance like he was on wwe then got dropped he was on impact he was on what culture wrestling that's that that's a underrated like un- hidden gem there and then a few years later again back to nxt so it just helps revive people's careers same with like impact as well with la night they can do wonders for stars who have sort of been in been in there sort of been chewed up and spit out by the system it gives them more time like it just comes back to learning at the end of the day yeah. but you're absolutely right and adam's right as well um just backtracking on adam like going like check out your local promotions people i mean there are so many around the uk and there are so many talents that are gonna be huge come the next few years i mean i can name so many like um people who are going to be absolutely massive and promotions so you got your odyssey pro wrestling you've got ubw you've got bwr ffw i mean the list just goes on check them out people please local local promotions local promotions is the building blocks for wwe AEW, and all this other promotions so check them out because without the local promotions the big the big boys the big boys they wouldn't have anyone to you know scout once their talent get when roman reigns and seth rollins and la knight and aj styles etc are all old and can't do it anymore they're going to be looking to the independents for new people and if there aren't any independents they can't get new people simple as that really everyone that you watch in wwe or AEW, pretty much probably 90 percent of those superstars anyway have been in a p hall or a gym hall if you're american in front of 20 people you know wrestling other than people like Roman Reigns, who's kind of just like more family side of things, but like people like LA Knight, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, I can, I can, all of them have been in a pee hall in front of 20 people. So it starts off where it starts off, but there's some hugely talented people. We've obviously interviewed some hugely talented people, you know, R and R with Robbie, you know, check that interview out. Uh, look, even I'm giving you plugs there, Robbie. It was a good interview. I'll give you it. It was good. You Thank were carried, you. but you. it was good. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, if it went in doubt, let the boys R and R carry me. Big up, Reason Rogan. And obviously, next week, you know, Friday Feast episode two, we've got an interview with Brandon Butch coming out. That's uh, check that one out. It's fantastic to speak to him. You know, young lad coming out of Grimsby. You know, I I, I did uh, mention on the on that episode, give you a little sneak preview that Grimsby is a uh, crystal blue blue waters, blue skies, gorgeous utopia. So. 
to all our American listeners, if you come over to England, that's the place to be. Uh, we're all I've got our cameras on today, so I can see Chris's face, and he, he I, I can tell you he agrees with that. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Uh, Robbie's embarrassment aside, uh, we'll move on. Um, so look, we're going to move into that sort of middle sector, right? So you've got you've got your independent scene. You know, we've talked about the importance of the independent scene. You've got your top end guys. You've got your you know your WWE, AEW, New Japan. Let's talk about the middle of the pack. So in the UK, I, w- I would say the middle of the pack is probably Progress, who are obviously become a massive promotion in the uk if you've been to a progress show you know how great it is and how fun it is also in the middle of the pack you've got in america i'm gonna couple them as upper middle of the pack but ring of honor obviously they're on a smaller scale than wwe is they're on a smaller scale than aw so i'm gonna come to you first chris because we've all you know we've all heard too much of robbie um already so Chris, the middle of the pack companies, your Ring of Honor, your Progress and stuff, you've got indie talents that have come up, they've gone to Progress, they've gone to Ring of Honor, right? What do you think their goal is at that point? And I'll, I'll, I'll mention NWA here as well. Um, where, where, where do you think the goal is there? So you get into the Ring of Honor, you get into that sort of level. What are you thinking of doing next if you're a wrestler? Well... What you have to be thinking is when you're at that level, you're going to have to show your professionalism, the experience that you have, that you can handle yourself in the ring, that you can handle yourself in the mic, and just basically just show your professionalism backstage as well, just to show that, you know, promotions like WWE can think, you know what, he's got the whole package, he's got this, he's got that, he's got this, he's got this that he can work on, etc. And like, and if they really think that they can help them out with that, then boom, you know, you're on your way up again. That's basically what you have to be doing there. And your next step is basically just show that you can handle yourself in all aspects for you to basically get a pay rise, let's say, you know, go get a promotion. Yeah, I mean, look, the, these guys, obviously, Ring of Honor have had TV deals in the past. They've had their streaming services online, so you can watch Ring of Honor. Um, Progress have had some streaming stuff as well. Um, They don't have like a consistent channel in the UK, so they're kind of that middle of the pack kind of company, but they are fantastic and they do some fantastic work. And some of the best British talent, and not even just British talent, but some of the best British talent that's come out of Progress or been through Progress at one point in time. Uh, Robbie, the importance of companies like progress here in the uk can't be understated at all can it no not at all i mean there are i mean pretty much to go from sort of if there's a middle ground especially in the uk it is a middle ground for the independence and the big time progress is a step you have to take i don't think i know many wrestlers who have gone from one to the other without going to progress first at least once there are so many names who i can ring off who have all been in progress at some point or another i mean it's just endless i mean keith lee's been to progress and he's not even british um i'm pretty sure 
Uh, like I say, even some of the guys have interviewed Shreddy. He is a regular on progress. Uh, Will Ospreay, huge. The list just goes on. I mean, there's been so much talent that's gone through progress. I feel like progress is vital, not just to give them a, give like a, a, a wrestler talent to, you know, give them a bigger platform and a bigger stage to perform on, but also a bigger way, better way. I can't talk. Better way to get their name out and um, show off because obviously progress is quite closely linked to WWE. And even with that being said, who says that Impact and New Japan and etc. don't watch progress either? It's a good place to. Like, it's a good. It's a good stomping ground. Is what I'm trying to say in a roundabout sort of way. I think it's pretty well documented at this point that a lot of the bigger companies do look at progress and they do scout progress. You know, it's definitely somewhere they look like you've got people in, we couldn't possibly name everyone in progress that, you know, we're fans of, you know, there's too many, uh, friend of the pond though, you know, G money progress, big guy, you know, what, what a man, um, a very good dude. You know, you've got people in there that are going to be future stars, people like Lana Austin in the women's division. That's going to be clearly going to be, very very high up in you know a tna a wwe an aw one day we've got no doubt about it so look that's where you're bridging the gap and you may be sort of transitioning through there and i think to be honest i think if you think if the highest place you get to in wrestling is progress and you've still absolutely smashed it out of the park because that is a high level you know in no instance are we saying that progress is a has to be a stepping stone it really doesn't there's people there that really really have proven themselves and looked absolutely brilliant and entertained in front of the 500 you know the thousands of people that go to progress and are progress fans so look we'll move on we'll move on to the the big time now the big time now i'm going to ask you both the same question to start off with a little bit of a big time icebreaker i'm going to give you a one-year deal Okay, you're going to get paid five hundred thousand dollars. I don't know what the conversion rate is at the minute. The, the exchange rate is not fantastic. So five hundred thousand dollars, right? One year deal. In that year, you have got to prove yourself to said company. You've got to do the whole shebang. You've got to move there. You've got to live there. You've got to be there. You know, you're doing you're doing all of it, and you can join. AW, WWE, NXT, or New Japan, right? So it's the same money, it's the same circumstance, it's the same, you know, whatever. Caveat to all of them is you get to pick the first person you feud with, right? So, Chris, it's a loaded question, it's a difficult question, but where are you going? So one year, five hundred thousand. When you say WWE, then NXT, you mean in like main roster or NXT? Yes. Okay. And what was the what was the part about feuding with someone? You get to pick the first person you feud with. Okay. So I'll pick NXT because NXT is a great stepping stone, and it's WWE as well. Like main roster. I mean. You could easily just get like spat out from the main roster with how much talent is on there, but with NXT, like it just shows in the last like eight, ten years that 
that is the best place to be if you want to get your name out there, rank up, then go to the main roster. And do I pick who I'm feuding with right now? Yeah, go for it. Oh, um, God, who's on NXT now? Um, I will feud with Tyler Bate. Oh, an all-British affair. Why not? I like it. I like that you've answered that thinking about your year that you get, because obviously on the main roster, you can very easily get lost in the shuffle. So I like that you've thought about your career there. Robbie, going to come to you. Same question, same circumstances. What are you thinking? Okay, so I would, because, I mean, I was going to say I'd go to WWE, but to make it a bit more interesting, I would go to All Elite Wrestling, like the, uh, like the mark I am, as, as Adam's rolling his eyes at me. Um, and I would feud with, oh, this is a fun one. I think I would either feud with... An old man that used to work for WWE. So that's like 50% of the roster. <laughs> funny, enough, funny enough, that's who I'm tossed between. I mean, realistic, realistically, um, I, 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 it, I, I know this is completely, you know, but I'd like to feud with Sting, purely because Sting is an idol of mine, well-documented amongst the podcast you've ever listened to us before. But... As Sting is retiring, I then transition to Chris, to Chris Jericho. Because even though Chris Jericho is, a, as Chris puts it, an old man looking, you know, who used to work for WWE, he can still go. I mean, his match with Will Ospreay blew my mind at all in. So Jericho will do me. I mean, you're going in with someone that can carry you. There, There is that. I, I, I will definitely give you that. Okay, I am going to disagree with both of you because I'm not going to go to WWE because I don't think that if you're an up-and-coming talent that going to WWE, even in NXT, is maybe the move that I would take right now. Okay? I am going to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Right? Because I think that it'd be pretty sick to live in in Japan. Right, like obviously, that'd be pretty fun. And I am feuding with Sonata because I am going for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. I've only got a year to do it. I am going in there, balls deep, and I am going for it. I'm going to take the big old bumps. I'm going to take the pain. I'm going to take all of it. I can, I can fight Will Ospreay in that year. I can go for Takahashi. I can go for Zack Sabre Jr. The list is endless, right? I'm going to go in there and I'm going to probably get the crap kicked out of me. But that is the plan. Because if I make a name of myself in New Japan, all the WWE scouts are going to be going, that guy, he's the guy, right? And I know I know that it doesn't always work going from New Japan to WWE. I get that, right? But I would be more AJ Styles than I would Nakamura. Chris wanted to add something there. He stuck his hand up. Yeah, so... Who's the guy who's like oldish that's got chops like Gunther? That that's in New Japan. Oldish. He's like Suzuki or something. Is that his name? Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, is he the guy with the bald head that just looks like an absolute hard man? Yeah, I'd book you against him. (laughs) (laughs) Just for just for fun. (laughs) 
shits and giggles. Just to see the absolute living shit <laughs> get kicked out of Adam. Yeah, I'd, I, I'd pay for that, yeah. But just stick me with a carder then, if you want that to happen. That guy would kick, kick <laughs> my Minoru, head off. Yes, a carder would, but Minoru Suzuki would, you know. I, I feel like Okada would be kind. I don't think Suzuki would be. I don't think Suzuki's a good. I I, I would I, I don't think, I don't know how much English he speaks, but I would absolutely love to have him on the pod. He seems like <laughs> such an interesting guy. I would I, he would be in my top ten people in the wrestling world to interview a hundred percent. It'd just be so interesting to talk to him. You know what I mean? Like he's he's a bad man. He's in his mid fifties, but he's ageless. That guy, what a man, what a man! Right, so I will leave a poll on this, so you guys at home can vote for what you'd do. None of us picked WWE, so it actually segues nicely into my next point here. If you're an up and coming star, we've all answered that question. If it was us and that sort of stuff, but if you're an up and coming star, is it WWE that you look at now and think that's where I'm going to go, or? Do you think that you need to be a level, almost a bit more like, you need to be established before you can go to WWE. You can't go to WWE to be established or to get established. Do you guys agree with that? Or do you think WWE is still a breeding ground for, you know, progressing talent? Well, I think the reason why NXT is around is is, is a, literally there for a fact that like you can't, you know, go guns blazing in WWE straight away. NXT is there for that reason. Like, without NXT beforehand in the mid-2000s, we had Tough Enough and we had, like, Florida Champions. CW. Yeah, yeah. But that wasn't on TV much, I believe, at Mm. all, really. I don't think so. I think it was in the local local television type thing. Yeah, so, like, when Kofi Kingston, for example, he came to the main roster on ECW when... WWE bought ECW. Like no one ever seen like him before. Like never see what he was about or anything like that. Really, when I see we came from Indies and stuff like that. But like you know, not much people knew about him, especially like WWE hardcore fans. And he's made it through. Like there's very, but I think there's very little of him now that's made it through like that. Mm. Uh, I think there's a lot more percentage-wise that went through Florida Championship Wrestling back in the 2000s that hasn't made it. So I think NXT there now is the reason why you need to go for NXT before you jump ship to WWE straight away. I think only for main talent, like AJ Styles debuting on um, Royal Rumble or Cody Rose coming back. Obviously, I know Cody Rose was someone beforehand, but he came back at WrestleMania. Like he didn't go straight to NXT. Nakamura went straight for NXT. Finn Balor, Samoa Joe. Again, you know what I mean? It just depends who you are. Really, yeah, doesn't well, it? Depends, depends how big your name is and how big you made it. That's what it is. Robbie, do you think that the the, the glide path, if you're an up-and-coming talent, is WWE? Do you think that they'll develop you in the Performance Centre? Or do you maybe think that you go to an AEW or a New Japan first and really sat establish here, yourself? Sat here wearing my Property as Performance Center t-shirt. Um, no. Um, so I feel like you could do, if you were to, if you were given the option as an upcoming talent, you're given, I think you've realistically got one of two options. Either you can go to NXT, work your way up, but obviously 
there is the risk of getting lost in the shuffle, even in NXT. I mean, there are so many cool talents like um, uh, Tino Sabatelli from back in the day, who got lost in the NXT shuffle, but he was fantastic. Same with uh, Juice Robinson. I can't remember who he, what his name was in NXT, but he was there for a while, just again got lost in the shuffle. Or you can go to companies like TNA, AEW, New Japan, make your name like MJF has, like Will Ospreay has, without a complete anything from WWE. And then jump ship once you have an established brand. It's, it depends. I feel like it's better to go nowadays. I feel like it's better to go elsewhere because you can then build your brand from there. That's what the likes of Jay Cargill have done. AJ Styles, Finn Balor. I mean, yes, I get Finn Balor, Samoa Joe. I mean, you know, LA Knight, LA Knight, Adam Cole. The list goes on. It on and on and on and on. But I feel like going to the independents and building up yourself first, and then getting scouted by WWE is a better way to go than just going straight to WWE. Because they can, they if you were to go from like the independents to, to the performance center, it's historically known that WWE will try and create a new character for you, a new gimmick for you that doesn't suit what you're used to, and you've then got to adjust to a whole new way of doing your job, basically. If yeah. you go to the independents, establish yourself, loads and loads of fans around the world will know you as that person, and the most WWE could do to you would be uh, to tweak your name a tiny bit, but apart from that, they can't do a lot else. That's why AJ Styles did, came up as AJ Styles. Um, Smaller Joe's the same. Jade Cargill. Nakamura. I suppose Nakamura. like a lot of people that kept their name. And Yeah, I kind of agree with both your points. I mean, like, OVW back in the day obviously produced, you know, like Brock Lesnar, Batista, John Cena, Shelton Benjamin. Um, a little wink to the old win- the Monday scramble there. That's, that one's for you, boys. I had to shout you out, you boy. Um, you know, Wesley, he might not have come from WWE's performance. I don't know. I don't know. He might not. I don't, I don't know his background. Maybe he did. But look, we've had a nice discussion. We've gone from the ground up. We've talked the bot, the, the, the lowest point of the wrestling, you know, card. As a lowest point, I literally just mean like they've not got thousands of people in attendance and they've not got massive budgets. So if you're thinking this weekend, you know what? 50 quid for it because I looked the other night and I'll tell you about the guys' this story now. I looked to go to WWE in Nottingham, right? Cheapest ticket was £36 and it was not a fantastic ticket. You want a decent ticket, you're paying 50 quid. 50 great British pounds to go to a house show. That's not to go to a Raw or a SmackDown or a pay per view, that's to go to a house show. For 50 quid, I could go to five independent shows. And WWE are a multi-billion pound company that don't need our money. If you want to go to a WWE show to see your favourite stars, you do that. Absolutely fine. I'm not saying don't. But what I am saying is, if you just want to go and watch some professional wrestling, go down to your local wrestling uh, promotions. They're going to charge you between £5-10, pretty much, right? Go and have a look. See the stars of tomorrow. See the stars of the future. Because like we said earlier in the episode... All of your favourite superstars now, at one point, were nobodies, right? But now they are. Go and support it. Go and get involved. Gents, have we got any final thoughts? What Adam said, just um, 
yeah, support your local wrestling companies. Big up to all the all the people grinding at the moment. We'll see you on the big stage soon. If you hey. go to your local, um, you know, wrestling company as well, you could be seeing the new future Roman Reigns about the age of seventeen. There you go, and then you can say to your mates, "I saw him when he was," you know, "I saw Pete Dunn when he was when the crowd was chanting you just a shit Jack Swagger at him." <laughs> Look at him now. Look at him now. Right. I mean, to add to, add to that as well, um, you get to uh, you get to meet these guys as well. A lot of these, a lot of these like low key wrestling shows on the independents, they often do meet and greets. You can meet these guys, and they are the nicest, most humblest guys. So we met the Young Bucks. I know them, Cole. We did, along with Ricochet. Uh, we met. We met <coughs> Drew. Well, we didn't meet. I didn't meet Drew. But... When they were already established names, met, um, I mean, you met Will Osprey as well. Yes, I paid Will Ospreay the privilege of five pounds for a selfie, <laughs> and it is not a good selfie. Let's just put it that way. Will, if we meet again or you come on the podcast, can we redo the picture, please? For the love of God, let's just redo <laughs> that picture. All right. Before you go to WE, if that happens, go on the podcast, mate. You're always welcome. Uh, just before we go, one of my final thoughts. Big shout out to Mariah May for getting the AEW contract. She is an extremely talented female wrestler. She is brilliant. You get to see her on AEW Weekly now, so aren't you all very lucky? You are all going to find out a lot more about her. Right, Robbie, before we go, he's got a hand up. Just want to say a personal note. I've been debating doing this, but hey... Um... Uh, a lot. We lost. Uh, well, in Huntingdon this week, we lost a we lost a friend. Uh, big wrestling fan, big football fan. It's touched a lot of us, and uh, we're all saddened by it. So, just want to say, Josh Watts, we love you, we miss you, and uh, we'll see you again, brother. Strong words, Robbie. Right, we will leave it to you. Uh, tune in next week for my interview. Um, it's a, it's a good one. Me, me and Brandon Butcher sat down and. You know, talk talk wrestling, talk to his career. You know, you're not going to want to miss that one. So tune into that one next week. Right. Bye, guys.